one. Welcome back to Shenanigans with Shoop and Shaul. How you doing today, Adam? Doing all right, all right, all right. Love to hear it. Well, we cooked up some AFC East talk last week. Now we're going to a division that my co-host is very familiar with. He is a Ravens fan himself. Go Ravens! Go O's, baby! Maryland native, yes. The O's are having a fantastic season. Shout out to them. Uh, But we're going to talk about the other Baltimore team, the Ravens, and their division rivals. Uh, Before we get into it, let's talk about what is the biggest headline going into the season for this division? Gotta be Burrow, baby. I mean, Joe Burrow, cutie McCutester, you know, all the ladies love him. Um, you know, they got the high-flying offense. They got the stacked D-line with Hendrickson. You know, they had a great draft. Um, Sports Illustrated picked them to go to the Super Bowl against San Francisco 49ers, which I think is some BS. Um, but you know, I think they're the, the, you know, the hot topic borough needs a new contract. Everybody signing one, Lamar signed one, Jalen Hurts signed one, you know, Burrow's the next Tom Brady, or is he Peyton Manning? You know, I mean, it's just burrow up your butt, Joe boo, you know, all day, every day. And, uh, everybody, I think, you know, for one thing it is, it, it is a feel good story, burrow, you know, you remember him with the cigar, you know, winning the national championship. And then, you know, he's won a Super Bowl. I mean, I get it. You know, he throws a good ball. You know, he's he's on time. He's on target. And, you know, the bungles are not the bungles anymore, man. I mean, and he looks legit for long term. This isn't like year one or two of what he's doing. So I get it. I mean, you know, it's a great division, though. You know, but uh, the Lamar Jackson storyline's not as much fun. I mean, it was kind of the holdout, the, you know, he was ever, everybody's darling boy. He was laughing on the sidelines for years and everything. And then all of a sudden he holds out and he's just the villain. So I think uh, that once he signed, that story went away and it just is all about Burrow now. Yeah. Uh, Burrow is not only the king of the vision right now, but he, um, for a while, was the king of AFC, you know, until Mahomes. Um, finally beat the Bengals in an important, an important game and dethroned him. Um, but, you know, you touched on something real quick and you said that it's a stacked division. I wanted to talk about that as my headline. I personally think this is the best division in football going into this year. We obviously know what the Bengals can do. They've been uh, a force the past couple of years. We weren't sure if Lamar was going to come back or not. I mean, maybe some Ravens fans are more confident than others, but regardless, he is back. Uh, the Steelers, I think, are one of the more underrated teams going into the season with, you know, how well their defense plays and the ability for, you know, second-year quarterbacks to take that leap like they usually do. Could see that with Kenny Pickett. And you got Deshaun Watson coming back with the Cleveland Browns, who, you know, Watson... We, we might never see the same Deshaun Watson ever again. It's very possible. But we do have to acknowledge that he only played five games 
after not playing for a year and a half. Now he's got full offseason to work with his his team and the Browns made improvements to their defense. I think from top to bottom, this is the best division in football. What do you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. No, by far. And I mean, even when it's a little down, they still get far in the playoffs. One team out of this division makes it. Um, They just beat up on themselves. You know, this team, this is a tough, rugged, rumble, tumble division, you know, and they just, it's hard because, you know, a lot of, a lot of teams are 12 or 10 wins can win this division, you know, and definitely, uh, there's always a wild card team coming out of here because they they beat other teams in the AFC and have the tiebreakers because they have a better tiebreaker most of the time. So usually you're getting a two teams out of this division every year into the playoffs. And then they always have a surprise. Like you said, I mean, I'm not as big on Steelers this year, but I know they're going to upset someone. So they're going to catch somebody's off day and they're going to have a good game. Um, I just don't know who they're going to surprise. I think it's going to be some teams on the road because they are a well-coached team usually. But at the same time, man, if they go downhill, they're the out of the, you know, four teams, you know, the, the Browns and the Bungles used to always like lose it, you know, lose their cool. But, you know, when you're not doing well and if Pickett doesn't do well and a lot of their young guys don't do it, they're not the Patriots, man. They're not picking up all these young depth pieces that fit the system i mean when the patriots were bad they still ate up yards on offense and if pickett doesn't get completions and he gets a lot of three and outs and he puts that defense in a hole i mean i think people are gonna our division's gonna pin their ear back the Bengals, the ravens the the browns they're gonna pin their ears and go after him like nobody's business and i think that they're going to take some chances, and I, I think the I think the the as hard as it as it is, I think the Steelers are uh, due for their their time at the bottom to see what happens. So let's see, but let's see. Well, keep in mind that Mike Tomlin has never had a season finishing under five hundred in his almost 16, 17 year history as being a head coach, which is awfully impressive, especially considering the fact how well under five hundred they were during the middle portions of the season, but they missed the playoffs though. I mean, it's great to be 500. They did miss the playoffs, but you know, consistency is key there for the Steelers, but we know what else is key is TJ Watt. TJ Watt wrecks opposing offenses, almost like no other player in the entire NFL. Yeah. You could say Nick Boza, but if Watt was healthy for the entire season last year, he could easily have been the defensive player of the year over him. Um, when Watt was in the lineup, they were one and six. When he was in the lineup, they were something like eight and three. That is a remarkable difference. One player can impact on a team. He's such an important leader for that defense. If he stays healthy for a full season, which, I mean, we don't know. The, the other Watt brother kind of slowed down towards the end of his career. So it's not a guarantee. But TJ Watt makes such a huge impact on his defense. You know, Put that over a full season stretch with um, the additions that the Steelers made, you know, at, at linebacker, at corner. They improved. But are they doing any? Are they really making the playoffs, though? Are the Steelers making the playoffs? I really think so. I really wow. do. That's a bold move, Cotton. I really do. I really think they have so the coach. What's your one through four, then? Hmm. My one through four in this division is 
is very close, but I have the Bengals number one, and I also think the Bengals are my one seed in the AFC. Um, at number two, I have the Steelers. At number three, I have the Ravens. And number four, I have the Browns. But You're I have crazy. I have one, two, three making the playoffs. That's crazy. That's just that's just. Uh, well, why I love it? it. I love your. I love it. Why I just look crazy? at you know. I mean, I just feel like when I look at playing in the West Coast and going across country, and you know, granted, the the, the Bengals have a tough schedule, man. They're the only team who has to play both Kansas City and Buffalo, you know. Um, but again, I mean, I just don't think that the the stars align. I mean, Pittsburgh's got to play Green Bay, and I know Green Bay doesn't have the same quarter, but they have a lot of teams on that that they have to play. I mean, Jacksonville, Tennessee, I just don't know. They have to play at Indianapolis. I mean, I know they have a rookie quarterback. I just think that there's a lot of toss-ups, man. They got to go to they got to go to Seattle. They have a tough end of the year where they play Cincy, Seattle, and Baltimore. And I mean, they just haven't been able to close out seasons very well. I mean, my dark horse is the Browns. I mean, I think the Browns can win anywhere from four games to eleven games, depending on Deshaun Watson, depending on you know a lot of things with the secondary. Um, if they bring back Clowney, um, if they, you know, Schwartz, I'm a big Jim Schwartz fan on the D, uh, as the new defensive coordinator who's back and likes, you know, you got to like being a Brown. And he, I think he likes being a Brown, that guy. And I think they're buying into a team system. And I wonder if Pittsburgh is bought in to not as much. And if something takes them out at the knees, they're going to be a 500 team again. You know what I'm saying? They, I feel like Pittsburgh is still on like the teetering of like something just not happening well. And they have to have a lot more go well for them. I mean, I think it's the, it's the Ravens and the Bengals and it's everybody else. I think the Ravens have done a lot at wide receiver. I think that, Flowers as a rookie can actually doesn't need to do much, but I think he's going to have a waddle, you know, impact on this team. I think that, um, you know, don't sleep on the Ravens having a newfound thing to rally around. Everybody showed up to minicamp on time. Everybody was there doing well. Um, I think that there's just so many, they got three tight ends. They have, they're easily four to five wide receivers deep. They're three running backs deep. You know, I think, you know, you're an Ohio state fan, you know, I think that there's a lot of, there's a lot of good on that team right now coming, coming out of there. And I just, I think they're hungry. I think it's, 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 it's different having Lamar back signed. They have they just have too much going for them. Granted, Lamar's got to stay healthy, but I think Lamar has a little bit of last season had a little bit of um, Kyrie Irving in him. He had a little Kyrie Irving injury where he kind of like, I don't know if I really want to play. I don't really want to know if I want to do this. They're not that good. We've had a lot of injuries. You know, I think I think he but now he wants to win. He's getting paid. It's fully guaranteed. And I think he's going to ball out. I don't think he's going to hide behind it again. And uh, at least I hope so. But I'm a I'm a Ravens Ravens homer.
here are my concerns with the Ravens. And they're not deep concerns because they're still a playoff team to me. Uh, the Ravens, very well coached, uh, great defense. I mean, they had a, they had a few losses, but um, but they're mostly older players. And Roquan Smith was an absolute force when he joined that team last year. Um, my concerns are mostly scheme related. You know, they add they add all these wide receivers in the off season, um, and that tells me that they want to throw the ball more. They want to. Um, they want to become more of a, I don't know if they want to become more of a pass first team, but they definitely want to incorporate more than they have where they were running the ball practically every play the past few seasons. Uh, you know, is that going to uh, impact the way that teams defend? Are our teams scared of the way Lamar throws the ball? You know, and you got to worry about Lamar too. If, his injury history, you know, was it a fake injury last year? I don't know, but it's it's two consecutive years now where he's had uh, lower body injuries, and that hurts when you're a running quarterback. And, you know, the whole deal of he wanted a new contract real bad, and he got it. He can he might come out fired up, but he might also come out, you know, fat and lazy. It, I don't see that. I don't see fat and lazy. And I think your, your comments on Ski Munkin from – uh, where did he come from? Georgia, you know, and if you, do you know anything about the offensive coordinator Munkin where he was at uh, Georgia to putting up points? He was at Tampa Bay for a few years with Tom Brady putting up points. He's always had an electric offense. I think you're going to see that quick read kind of like the Joe Burrow scheme, the college quick read scheme, throwing the ball out fast. It's not, and then going down. I think it's going to be a lot of short double move, you know, 10 yard catch and then play after the catch. You know, it's going to be a lot of three and four wide receiver sets with two tight ends, five, five receiver sets. I think, you know, accuracy of course is a concern, but I think it's going to come out a lot faster for me. It's is Lamar Jackson able to read the field like a burrow, like a Peyton Manning, like a Tom Brady, is he going to really be able to make those calls at the line? And Munkin, I mean, I've been reading a lot. Munkin says he is. I mean, Munkin says he's just soaking it in, and that's what he's going to say. But I think that it is a lot easier said than done to read the plays and read the defenses and what you and and be able to call the plays from the line of scrimmage. And but when you have all those receivers and all those hot short routes, making it easy for the quarterback to decipher. I think, you know, it's going to see it. Are they going to lose some games? I mean, I see them winning, you know, anywhere from 10 to 12 games. And I see Cincinnati winning like 11 to 13. My problem, you know, is that I think, uh, can the Ravens go toe to toe on offense? You know, I think the NFL across the board is about putting up points and Cincinnati proved that. And they put up the points, baby. And I think, you know, as much as the Ravens can fly on offense, it, you, you can't give up 30-some points, you know. And the first game of the season last year, Ravens were up by, what, 28 against Miami and lost, you know. Yeah. And, I you know, I, my concern with Cincinnati is their, their safeties. They have a second-year player in Dax Hill and, you know, what is that, a rookie in Scott? Or no, he's a free agent. Sorry. Yeah, uh, they, they also really drafted a rookie too. 
Uh, they did. Lo- they drafted a rookie as well, but they did lose their top two safeties, including um, former Pro Bowler Jesse Bates. Yeah. So I mean, think a lot of it. As many points as Ravens put up, I think their defense is still better than their offense. I think Marcus Williams is coming back at safety. Humphrey, you know, at cornerback, you know. I think uh, Raquan Smith is is there. I think top to bottom, I think they have a good defensive line. Maybe not the strongest in the division. You know, Steelers definitely, Bengals definitely. But I think, you know, all three levels the Ravens have on defense. And I just wonder if, you know, the Bengals' time is up with, with uh, some of those games where they're scoring – 30 points and somebody else scores 35 instead of 28, you know? And so we just want to see games. Got to play the game still. Yes. Uh, my takeaway of the Ravens is with all the reinforcements, they added that receiver and, you know, the contract they gave, you know, it's on Lamar's shoulders. It really is. You know, he can't use the excuse anymore. He doesn't have receivers. So oh, uh, they have three tight ends. Likely is awesome. Second year out of Eastern Carolina, Coastal Carolina. He's a he's great. Kohler's coming back, and you have, you know, the number one, Andrews. Andrews. Yeah. So I don't know. You're right. They they have a plethora of players. Yes. Um, across the division as well. Um, the Bengals, uh, made some reinforcements with their O-line, adding Orlando Brown from the Kansas City Chiefs, adding some really insurance for Jonah Williams in case this contract, the dispute does not get resolved. Uh, Keeping that O-line intact, which fell apart at the end of the last season after performing well the entire season. If they stay intact, they'll still continue to be one of the better offensive lines in the league. Um. Another situation to watch out for for the Bengals is Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon has gotten himself to, into a lot of legal trouble in the offseason. Uh, it's not to mention he looked like he was running a quicksand at, at times last year. So is is his time up as a Bengal? It might be, but they drafted a fifth-round rookie in Chase Brown, who I wouldn't be surprised if he gets significant snaps this year if Mixon starts to lose his luster. Uh, looking at the Browns, the Browns' biggest problem last year was they couldn't stop the run. They were getting gashed all over the defense, but definitely in the run game. I think they're 31st against the run in the league. They added Dalvin Tomlinson, a free agent from the Vikings, but really didn't do much more of that. So the question is, will that be enough to, to fix their run issues? Maybe not fix them. Maybe it'll get a little bit better, but you know it's a it's a running division, so that'll be tough for them. And then you also consider the fact that Kareem Hunt hasn't been re-signed. That Ernest Johnson, their third string running back, signed for another team. So they're going full workhorse with Nick Chubb. If if they beat him to the ground and he gets hurt, what is the Browns' offense? They have Watson, but we do. Like like I said before, we don't know if Watson is going to be the that exact same quarterback again. So yeah, I agree with you when you say it, the Browns are a complete wild card. I have them as a seven win team, 
um, 7, 10, 8, and 9 in that range. I think they'll be very competitive most games. Um, question the coaching as well. Uh, there's just a lot, of, a lot of questions of the team. Did they really do enough to address their issues? Uh, and then going to the Steelers. The Steelers, like I mentioned before, I like them because they were one of the better teams in the NFL when TJ Watt was on the field. And that is based on record and defense, how they my, my question is, what gives you any confidence in Pickett? Like, what did you – did you see anything in Pickett or anything the Steelers did in the offseason to really to help around him make a bigger impact versus, like, a role player? Like, Flowers, the draft pick, he might only touch, get, like, 10 – like passes or, or or 10 plays for him, but you can do a running play for flowers. You can do a screen. You can send him out long. You don't have to give him the ball, you know, or, or target him, you know, more than 10 times a game to make an impact. I don't see anybody that the Steelers really are going to come in and help him on offense. You know, I think they made some good moves on defense, but I just don't see what, difference on offense or why I have any hope for Pickett to get better other than it's just a second year. I mean, keep in mind that George Pickens is going into his second year and he made some extraordinary plays last year and he could easily become a number one, number one wide receiver. Uh, you know, just give them more time to build some rapport and they could develop a pretty lethal connection. They also have Deontay Johnson on that team who somehow did not score any touchdowns last year, which was a miracle by some stretch. But they have they have receivers. Uh, you know, their tight ends are good. Friar Muth has been pretty consistent. And Darnell Washington on the other side, six foot eight, he could be a really good I like Washington better than Briar Muth. I mean I I watched Briar Muth at Notre Dame, right? He was at Notre Dame. And yeah I think he he catches the ball. He's got good hands but he's not reaching for anything. He's not tiptoeing. He's not hurling anybody. I mean, he's a perfect Steelers tight end. Don't get me wrong, but he's not, you know, he's not anybody that they're going to be yelling his name out in the stands and, uh, and cheering for him. I mean, yeah. he's going to make some good blocks. He's going to help the run game, but Wait, you didn't hear the move chance move. Side note. I hate those chants because I can never tell if they're booing a player like and like they've done it with so many players at this point it's like not even creative anymore no but yeah anyway like, um <laughs> you know i just I, I i want the rivalry to be there don't get me wrong but i also just think that you know even even uh our coach you know and the ravens it's just you know after so long does the the message lose its luster you know the hardballs are all raw raw coaches both jim and john and tomlinson is a passionate you know guy and i think that in the nfl a head coach needs to have bring that passion and that cheerleading i'm not always like your head coach has to be the smartest offense or defensive mind i don't want my head coach drawing up the, the plays during the game you can scheme for practice and scheme everything but i want him really dialed in to the game and not calling the plays, you know? And I think Tomlinson can definitely call plays and I think he does it well. I know he calls a lot of the defense and, um, but at the same time, 
I think he's a great C- CEO, but I just wonder when they're going to, how much that cheerleading is going to, is going to get him, you know, and I've said it for Harb. I, I mean, I, I've been thinking Harbs is going to be gone for a while. The Ravens, they had some bad seasons, some, some, uh, you know, 500 seasons and everybody was calling for his head. And I think that, you know, Thompson needs to have a big year. He can't have another 500 year. He can't have another miss the playoffs year just by the skin of his teeth. I mean, I'm not saying he's getting fired, but I don't think that you cannot keep living on the edge and saying, oh, they did really, really good. They just didn't make it. Oh, they did really, really good. But TJ Watt was hurt. You know, all the excuses can't keep happening if you're he needs to get into the playoffs. And maybe that's maybe this is their year. Maybe you're right. I don't know. I just don't see it. Never underestimate the power of continuity. (laughs) All right, let's talk playoffs. Uh, Starting with the Bengals, we both agree that the Bengals are division favorites, but how far can they go? Are they they Super Bowl worthy? Yeah. Hell yeah, they are. I mean, they have everything. They have, I mean, I can't think besides safety what they're lacking. Good coaching, good play calling, good quarterback, which is the most important. Um, by far, it, it just they're going to make it through the playoffs, and it's going to be – I think they're one snap this way or that way making the Super Bowl. They are a few key plays. You can never say injuries. You have to assume that all these teams is not going to be – is not injury prone. All these teams, their quarterback's not going to be injured. Like You have to have the same – basis for them all you know and you have to just put them all in the same fishbowl that all their quarterbacks are going to be healthy through the year you know and so that being said I think the Bengals are just it's so hard not to say the bungles after all these years but anyways um I think they're they're just like two or three plays to get messed up against the Chiefs or the or Buffalo from getting to the Super Bowl are they Super Bowl worthy absolutely I think they're gonna be Head and shoulders, you know, right there with with Buffalo and Kansas City. I don't see any reason why not. There's no reason to to nothing's changed in the last couple of years for everybody for those teams. Um, so yeah, I like them as a Super Bowl contender. I don't know if they're necessarily my champion, but one thing they do have going for them that you didn't mention was the revenge factor. They do meet up with Kansas City again in the playoffs. Well, now it's like before it was Burrow was getting the best of Mahomes every single time. Now Mahomes finally got the best of him in a, in a very close game that came down to like the last few plays. I'm sure the Bengals will remember that. And they didn't lose a ton of pieces besides their safeties, which they did replace, although not to the same level. But again, then again, it's just safeties. They're they're still pretty good at corner, and Shadobe Uzie is going to return from his injury, and he should be, you know, that'll help their secondary immensely. Um, I like the Bengals as uh, one of the Super Bowl favorites, if not the Super Bowl favorite, besides the Chiefs, of course. Now, what about the Baltimore Ravens? We both have them as playoff teams, but what? Is their ceiling and what would it take for them to get beyond what their ceiling is? Uh, if they get into the playoffs, they are the type of team that historically with Lamar Jackson loses in the first round. Just what at first game, 
They're not – he has not done anything. Well, even when they got the bye, he loses the first game for the second round, you know. So he needs a Joe Flacco, Joe Montana run to be perfect to really have a chance at a Super Bowl. I don't see them grinding out a game against any good AFC team because all the good AFC teams have great offenses. They're not going to go up and win four back-to-back Ray Lewis-type-led you know, games in the to win a Super Bowl. Um, so unless he can throw the ball consistently and have Joe Montana, Joe Flacco numbers, I forget who is the quarterback. I'm a, I'm a horrible Ravens fan right now that they won their first Super Bowl with Delford Delford, right? They're not going to have, he can't be Delford. He can't be a, you know, just get him there, you know, manager of the game type of quarterback. He's going to have to throw the ball, throw the ball. Well, to a lot of guys and you know put up 35 points every game and that's i mean that's just the truth i mean it's it's not going to be anything else besides that for the ratings in the playoffs yeah so odd hearing you mention the names montana and flacco simultaneously uh, as if they're like you know well, that, flacco his 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 uh numbers they kept comparing him i went to that super bowl you know and they kept comparing him and his numbers and how many you know, his his uh, accuracy and the touchdowns, interceptions, it was thrown out so much during that playoff run. It was disgusting. And I guess it's just stuck in my head because it was just announcers that year. And, and it was the he was the golden boy. And then he fell off. I mean, again, going back to my question about the Steelers, what what is Pickett going to do in the in the in the playoffs? I mean, what is he going to do in the playoffs? Uh Probably nothing because most first-year quarterbacks don't do a whole lot in the playoffs. Uh, but just looking for a progression, you know, just looking to uh, better offensive line play and learning to play is more. I think Pickett didn't show a whole lot of great. He didn't show that too much bad either. Um, it's just a matter of building rapport. And I don't love the Steelers for their offense anyway. I love the Steelers because I think they got one of the best defenses in the league and they're going to be the type to win those gritty grinded out games. And I like their schedule. I think the Steelers have a ton of winnable games on their schedule. Uh, You know, you talked about green Bay. I think green Bay is an easy matchup this year. Uh, And then if you can see my thing, there's all L's there, buddy. All L's. I hate the Steelers. (laughs) Well, we know that. (laughs) Um, enough about the Steelers. What about what about the Cleveland Browns? What would it take for the Cleveland Browns to reach the postseason this year? The Dalai Lama to go to and move to Cleveland and buy a mansion and then w- get elected mayor of Cleveland. They would need they need all of that to happen <laughs> <laughs> for them to get the luck of the the Dalai Lama on their side. Wow. <laughs> You may, you may be right. You may be right there. And I, I think it it's unfortunate just because of the division they play in, how stacked it is. Uh, I think they're going to win some games. I think you're absolutely right. They could win seven to nine games. Um, I have their, their, their ceiling at nine games. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they definitely can beat anybody at home. Um, I think that 
you know, I'm not sleeping on them, but I just don't think they're again, this is a tough division because they beat each other up. This is a tough division because they, it, it just, it's, it's just a dog fight every game, but they got to go to Denver and the Rams back to back. And, you know, again, they end their season against New York at the jets at home and away at Cincinnati. And that's not easy, you know? And I just wonder as they get late in the season, how are they going to go? I mean, they start off hard. They're first, the Browns first four games, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Baltimore, San Francisco. That's not easy. No, you know? And so you start hard and you end hard. And I think they could win out some games in the middle of the year. I think they could punch San Francisco in the face. I'm not a huge San Francisco fan. You know, I think, um, but going to Seattle in the middle of the season, week eight at Seattle, not easy, you know? And so I just think that um, a lot of their games and a lot of Pittsburgh games are coin flips, you know, and you say with the defense, I think the Browns have a decent defense, but I just don't know. Like, I think too many coin flips don't go either of their ways. Yeah, well, what what actually I think it would take for the Browns to become a playoff team is Deshaun Watson returns to his Houston form for allegations and, you know, becomes this dynamic quarterback that he used to be that. And I think there are draft picks, which they made some smart draft picks, even though they didn't have a pick to the third round, they got wide receiver Cedric Tillman, a possession receiver. Uh, They got, Offensive tackle Dewan Jones from the Ohio State University, who fills a, in a big need um, and potential successor for Jack Conklin, and uh, nose tackle. I'm going to butcher his name, but it's like Siaki Ika, and he's also another addition to help stop that run game. If those guys step in and provide a huge impact, then the Browns, you know, along with Watson stepping up and Nick Chubb having the season of his life. The Browns could become a playoff team and sneak in. They'd have to sneak late in. Late round play. draft picks. Let me just tell you something. You're hoping on late round draft picks. Yeah, that's saying shit in one hand, hope in the other, and see which one fills up first. <laughs> Counting on on third, fourth, fifth round rookies is uh, isn't going to be easy. But yeah, I mean, of course you want to think good and you want to. Seahawks did it. What? Seahawks did last year. I'm just, it's, it's more possible than you think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think that, uh, is it, is it that if you count on all those role players, is it Deshaun Watson going back to his old form or is it Deshaun Watson really managing the game and making good choices and not the interceptions? You know, Deshaun Watson doesn't make good choices. (laughs) That's where I was getting at. Anyway, well, we got we got a few minutes left, so let's wrap it up with some bull predictions. Uh, do you have any bull predictions that haven't already been stated so far for this division? Uh, I think the Steelers win five games or less. Oof. I hate that. Um, so I'm going to go in the opposite direction. I'm going to say they win 10 games or more and make the playoffs. Wow, that's great. Mm-hmm. And you know what else? Um, I think Zay Flowers will have the best 
season among all rookie receivers. Um, mostly because I don't trust Odell to actually produce at this stage in his career. But I also think that they're going to heavily involve him in the offense. Yeah, I think my second one, not to be a homer, is that um, Lamar Jackson wins two playoff games. And I don't think he goes farther than that, but I think he's going to win uh, two playoff games. And conference championship. Conference championship, losing the conference championship, um, whether it's against the Bengals or I don't know how it's going to stack up, but I think he wins one, if not two, games. And I think he's got a full season. And uh, and then my third one is Cincinnati falls off. They'll still make the playoffs, but they'll be out in round one. That would be my third less at all of them. I'm pretty confident in my Steelers prediction. I like my Homer Ravens pick. And I still, you know, I think that if everything went bad for the Steelers, barring no injuries, you know, I think people are angry at Burrow. <laughs> I think they're tired of that pretty boy smile. I think they want to shove that pretty boy smile into the ground and just, just, just put it right in there and just, you know, just give it to him. I think the Bungles are still have a little bit of that in their head. I think Mixon, like you said, you know, if he's not doing so good and they can't get in the run game and they're one dimensional now, granted, they've been one dimensional for a while now. <laughs> But, you know, they don't really have a tight end. I'm not a big fan of Smith that they brought in. If, right. you know, a good defensive uh, coordinator kind of, you know, in this league, they see stuff, you know, that you cannot keep doing the same thing in this league. And if Cincinnati, you know, as much as I say that they are from the beginning, that they are consistently at the top and it makes sense and they're everybody's pick and they're doing really good. And there's no reason to, to, to throw them kind of like Buffalo. And last week we talked about if there's one of those teams between Buffalo, Kansas city and Cincinnati and the AFC that are all on the top there, that teams want to focus on going after that system, a real system team a team that consistently plays these to these wide receivers, this fast pace, this whole way. I mean, Ravens had it, had their number a little bit last year. They, they came in, gave them a hard time. It wasn't easy. They definitely McDonald saw that in college. He's a college guy. Um, I think Munkin on the offensive coordinator side is going to be able to give them a little bit of, uh, of insight to that. So Yeah. All right. Well, love to wrap it up with some bold predictions, but we are out of time on this show. Uh, we're going to cap with the AFC South next week. So looking forward to that. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Follow us, follow us on Spotify. Subscribe to us on YouTube. And catch us next time. I'm Shoop. I'm Shul. And we'll see you for some more shenanigans. See ya. See ya. Just got it in time. <laughs>